It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. Uh, another day with an awful lot to talk about. I mean, you know, I had really, really hoped that I would be uh, uh, talking about, you know, oh, hangover from uh, Freedom Day uh, this morning. And oh, what a joyful way to, you know, just see the end of all those lockdown restrictions. When we looked at this day, when it was uh, June the 21st, as opposed to the 19th of July, um, this was supposed to be a day of celebration, getting rid of lockdown, finally getting back to normal. Instead, we had the Prime Minister basically saying, here's freedom, whatever you do, don't use it. Or, here's freedom, use freedom, but you haven't got it for long. I I don't know anyone who doesn't expect us to go back into a lockdown uh, by the autumn, if not even sooner at this rate. Um, And yet the entire media questioning constantly seems to be, well, how soon do we need to go back into lockdown? Isn't this all a terrible, terrible mistake? Um, No, giving people their freedoms back, which should never have been taken away in the first place, is never a mistake. Uh, And yet, even as those freedoms were handed out, uh, we had the threat from the Prime Minister at that absurd press conference last night, a press conference where the Prime Minister is self-isolating, despite being double-jabbed and having had COVID. By the way, the having had COVID, as I have, also uh, gives you more protection uh, from getting COVID or passing it on to anyone else uh, than actually having the jabs. Um, And there he was, just throwing in, on Freedom Day of all days, the threat of vaccine passports for nightclubs. Basically, if too many people go to nightclubs, um, then they're going to have to vaccine passport. And not allowing even a, a negative test option from September. So very different from, say, going to sports events in the last few weeks, uh, or indeed for, for many people, um, travelling in and out of the country. Apparently, those uh, lateral flow tests aren't safe. They're safe to go to school. Uh, they're absolutely safe for travelling back into the country from an ambulance country. But no, they're not safe enough for people to go to a nightclub. Um, very, very bizarre times. Um, that, I think, is going to dominate a lot of what we're uh, talking about today, because not just of what is actually um, in terms of in, in contained in that threat and the damage that will do uh, to, I think, I believe, our social fabric, but also the long term implications of the slippery slope of becoming a two tier society with medical apartheid and basically a papers police society. Produce your medical um, uh, history or you cannot go about your normal business. Is that a country we want to live in? Because it's not a country I want to live in. And I'm really, really, really shocked that the Prime Minister has done this on the day of, of chaos and, and threats as opposed to a day that should have been a day of freedom and celebration. Well, joining me to chat about all this and throughout the show uh, is a political commentator, Peter Cardwell. Good morning to you once again, Peter. 
Good morning, Julia. Uh, How are you? Very well indeed. Lovely to talk to you. Um, what was your thoughts on, on, on that press conference last night? I mean, I was thinking, oh, a bit of a damp squib uh, day, um, you know, a bit, bit of chaos. But that press conference announcement, which came just soon after Nadim Sahawi, the vaccine deployment minister, had said that um, uh, we were going to be going ahead uh, with vaccine passports in September, despite, by the way, having said only days ago, um, there were absolutely no plans for vaccine passports and it would be absolutely wrong and discriminatory uh, for there to be vaccine passports, and certainly unless there was an option uh, for someone to produce a, a negative test instead. What did you make of that announcement and the motivation for it? I think it's really interesting and kind of a bit weird as well that Freedom Day was so confused. Obviously, there was that screeching U-turn between uh, when Boris Johnson and Rishi Sunak originally said they were not going to self-isolate. A lot of people saying one rule for them, one rule for us, then decided they would. Then from self-isolation, the Prime Minister came out with these uh, statements and these uh, rules, that, as you correctly point out there, uh, Julia, in terms of what we're now going to need to do. It didn't feel much like Freedom Day. There didn't seem to be a lot of freedom. <laughs> and there seemed to be a lot of... Uh, you know, don't use your freedom, essentially. There mm. is some freedom, but don't use it, please, because we're so worried about uh, what's going on here. Obviously, cases are at a high level. We're touching, we're almost touching 50,000. So there's a lot of worry around this. But in terms of what that actually means, um, I think another lockdown probably will happen. And I yep. think that they're attempting to prepare the country and the public for that. Yeah, and, and yet the Prime Minister made it clear, and, and, and anyone who wants to look at the data, it's clear to them that um, the, the, the level of cases right now, although it, can, it looks very scary, there are two key aspects to discuss there. One is um, that... that the, the, the level of cases uh, is is at the level which was predicted by the sage predictions. Um, the, this is not, you know, this is not sort of, oh, my God, we didn't think this would happen. No, as you release, release these issues, the, the point of lockdowns is they don't stop infections. They delay infections. And the whole point was to have the lockdown. Remember, no one, I don't think anyone in their right minds thought it would be six and a half months. I, I knew it would be months and months and months. And it wouldn't be the matter of a few weeks, the prime minister and the health secretary, Matt Hancock at the time said, because we'd been lied to enough times before. Um, but um, this is this this was always to be expected. This is what everyone predicted. And then when it happens, everyone's going, oh, this is so shocking. This is so shocking. But crucially, the cases are not translating into hospitalisation or deaths on anything like the scale, anything like the scale uh, of, of what we've seen in previous uh, waves. Um, in January, we are at 16th, 1 16th below that in terms of, of the deaths. Um, and, and, and once again, we're in that situation where everyone gets into a panic and then talks about, oh, well, the only way of dealing with this is to get back into lockdown. But at some point, we would be expected to come out of a lockdown. And then we would have the cases going again. And the whole argument is, you know, get people out and about in the summer months. Um, you know, well, this, this is a seasonal virus. There's no doubt at all that this new variant, um, the Delta variant, is more transmissible and clearly uh, is able to transmit um, you, you know, much more easily during the summer months. But at the end of the day, unless, you know, unless we 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 um, we come out at this point, we're going to have to come out at some point and, and cases will rise when we come out. Coming out in the summer months when the vast majority of people who are at risk are vaccinated is the only time that would make sense to do it. So I, 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 what I can't work out is either when you have Labour criticism of this and indeed much of the media criticising this because, my God, they want everyone stuck in their homes the rest of time. Um, when do people think that we should come out of lockdown and end all these restrictions, um, if, if not now? 
it seems that people kind of love these restrictions, or at yeah. least some of them do. There's some polling saying that people really uh, want them to continue for some uh, a, a long time. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, a lot of the public, don't get the fact that it's different in terms of the fact that there are obviously COVID infections, but as you say, that's not translating into hospitalizations and death. And I think that a lot of people are treating those statistics in the same way as they did previously, as if it's as deadly and as worrying in terms of the level of infection as previously. And that sort of sophistication of argument has not kind of got through to a lot of people. And I think people are perhaps so used to lockdown, so used to the restrictions that their spirit has slightly been broken in a lot of ways. Yes, I mean, people, again, some people, they seem to, as you said, they seem to enjoy it. I saw some amazing uh, items on social media. Someone was complaining that their local co-op was taking up all the one-way system arrows and these social distancing arrows from the floor. And people say, you know, "This this is such a terrible move. This is terribly dangerous. You think... What, people aren't going to be able to work out how to walk up or down a, a supermarket aisle without an arrow. I have to say, I mean, an awful lot of the signage has, uh, has been taken away from uh, from our office here. I have to say, it's been doing my head in for the last year, uh, having signs everywhere about, well, stand here, don't stand here, walk this way. I mean, I, the, I mean, if there's, if there's one thing, surely we must know by now, that a one-way system in a supermarket or an office does not save lives. I mean, genuinely laughable uh, that I that is the case. In- I was actually in a in a restaurant with a friend and we were almost up the exit and they said, actually, you've got to go around the one-way system. Yeah. You can't just walk back. And was, we went around a very, very large, quite a big, big restaurant, went around the entire one-way system. My friend just looked at me and said, thousands of lives saved. Yeah, exactly. I have to say... <laughs> A few months ago, going into, I think it was a habitat, and the, it's completely empty, middle of the day, completely empty, and and the, and uh, I didn't really notice actually there was a, a you know a sign on saying in and a sign saying out, and someone standing there, and I it was I mean I'm not it's not like I'm pushing past our grannies you know, uh, I I literally just just went to walk in they went oh no no sorry we have to go in this side. I mean, it was literally, it was literally to see the other side of this, this well, sort of story. And I just went, I, I, I said, I, I actually stood there and danced on my feet. I went, oh, 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 who's going to die? Who's going to die? I, would, I do worry, who's going to die? I mean, it's just absurd. What did you make in terms of um, uh, mask wearing yesterday? Because, I mean, I was delighted, I was saying on the show um, yesterday, delighted to see my colleagues' faces. I mean, I, I can actually, I recognise them if I do see them in the street uh, because uh, be, I've forgotten what a lot of their faces look like wearing a mask in the office. Um, but, I, I mean, certainly on my my tube journey home most people were wearing masks um and certainly my local supermarket almost everybody was wearing masks um and i got the usual dirty looks because i haven't worn a mask for a month because i've got an exemption because i'm sane um and i just um I, I was I was really disappointed. Um, we saw polls saying up to thirty percent of people wouldn't wear masks. But interestingly, just talking to James um, uh, Max just now, and he was at the Royal Albert Hall last night. He was telling me off air, and um, um, and and it was you know where it was. Our, our people were asked to wear masks walking in, but when seated, pretty much no one was wearing a mask. Now I would have thought certainly the Royal Albert Hall crowd and my local Waitrose crowd, remarkably similar group of people. Um, (laughs) I would would put money on that, that they're all kind of interchangeable. Um, And I just wonder how much of it is, if everybody else doesn't wear one, then does it become socially acceptable? And actually, this is more about 
being considered to be a good person of social acceptability than it is about people genuinely fearing. And so as soon as there aren't masks, people go, oh, fine, fair enough, I'm not wearing a mask. And and we just need more and more people to just say no. And by the way, I'm not being irresponsible, people who, who genuinely don't understand anything about this. The masks are theatre. They Unless you're wearing a medical grade mask, your mask is serving no purpose whatsoever. Certainly if it's a piece of cloth or a little bit of a, of a pale blue paper made in China, trust me, uh, it's not. It's not saving anyone's life. But do you think a lot of it is about social pressure? I think it is as well. And I think that there are so many aspects of this in terms of people walking around offices wearing masks or being told to wear them in lifts or lobbies yeah. or whatever. But then when they sit at their desk, they don't have to wear them. And you think, well, hold on, this is an airborne virus. Either the masks are helping or they don't. Yeah. And sometimes there are those Perspex screens that people have in offices as well. If this is an airborne virus, how are the Perspex screens necessarily happening? Well, especially as you, you can't know. hear each other through them. So what you do is you is you stand up and talk over them, which is what <laughs> yeah, we will, exactly. let's face it, it's what everyone's been doing. Um, well, now, let's talk, let's talk about different things. Let's talk about Dominic Cummings, the Prime Minister's former advisor. He's given, I mean, hours, what was it, seven hours plus evidence uh, to various select committees uh, and, uh, and has been writing blogs blog after blog and posting angry tweet after angry tweet. But yesterday uh, he uh, is revealed about 10 o'clock last night that he's done an exclusive interview uh, for the with Laura Kunzberg of the BBC uh, all about you know his time in office. Um, two or three crucial, well, crucial, two or three reckon, um, revelations which uh, are newsworthy. One is that uh, uh, he wanted to continue his weekly audiences with the Queen uh, even until he was warned, like, you know, basically you could give the Queen COVID and she could die given her, 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 her older age. Although I think she's actually made a stern stuff um, but also ahead of the November lockdown he didn't want to lock down on the basis he said because you know people dying are over 80 um are we shocked by either of these revelations I'm not shocked by really anything that's come out of this uh interview I mean well done to Laura Kingsborough for getting it I think everybody well, a lot of journalists wanted to to speak to him but of course we've had so much from Dominic Cummings yeah. who I used to work with actually and we've had to, we've heard a huge amount from him both at the Health and Science Joint Select Committee and in all his writings on his sub-stack and so on. And I'm not sure there's a huge amount more to say, really. And these two revelations, yeah, they are definitely, people will be debating them for you know, the next few hours to come, but I don't think it's going to last more than one news cycle. I just don't see... A massive revelation here. No, I have to say that that, that was kind of my view as well. Uh, we're going to look at all the front pages, talk about uh, Prince Harry and a 3% pay rise for NHS staff expected to be announced today in the next few moments. Uh, more from Peter Cardwell uh, throughout the show as well. The time is 6.47. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.